Merry Christmas! I'm Brett Dillon and this is The Movie Chronicles. This begins the Christmas season of episodes. This time I'll keep us in 2021 so we don't get confused. So, grab the eggnog and the plum pud, open the umbrella under the spreading palm tree, massage your feet in the warm sand, and listen to the tropic sea lapping at the shoreline for a true Christmas experience. As I discuss the falsehood of a British entry into this genre, A Boy Called Christmas. Director and script, Gil Kennan. Script, Ol Parker. Director of photography, Zach Nicholson. Editor, Richard Ketteridge and Richard Lambert. Music, Dario Marianali. Actors, Henry Lawful, Maggie Smith. Joel Fry, Jim Broadbent, Kristen Wiig, Stephen Merchant, Toby Jones, and Rishi Cooper. The format for this film is taken from The Princess Bride, 1987. Only steal from the best. Except that the premise is in extremely poor taste this time. This is a story about Christmas in which Christ and Christianity play no part. It's about the legend of Father Christmas and leans into the pagan mythology behind the idea. The movie invites the criticism by calling the title character Christmas, i.e. Christ's Mass. It could have avoided all these associations if it had just called them some vain with a nod to Tim Burton. An aunt arrives at a middle-class home to babysit the children while the adults go to a Christmas party. She tells the children a story, like The Princess Bride. This involves a talking mouse, like The Witches, 1990, and elves, like most children's Christmas films. These elves sit halfway between Tolkien's noble breed and the diminished creatures he spoke acidly about. The camera work, once we get into the fantasy world, involves variations of a circular movement. This has the advantage of giving us a 360-degree sense of space, but, as a feature, leads to no payoff I could discern. The story being read to the children concerns a boy named Christmas, called Nicholas. Nicholas lives in a cabin in the woods in Finland. His mother is dead, yet Nicholas remembers her tales about Alfheim, a city-state in the far north where the elves live. Nicholas, when we first meet him, is trying to teach his pet mouse, Mika, to talk. The King of Finland has been pondering a deep problem within the state. He fixes on a solution. He announces a huge reward to anyone who can bring hope to the kingdom. Nick's father and his friends think the solution to their poverty is to bring back th something from Alfheim to show the king. And so a double quest begins. Father goes in search of Alfheim. Then Nick finds a map to Alfheim sewn into his hat and goes on a quest to find Father. What he finds is Alfheim, but too late. The city has become a dictatorship after humans abused the rules of hospitality and kidnapped an elf child. This is an inversion of the myth Usually it's elves stealing human children. Humans have been forbidden from entering the city. Nicholas now has a new quest. He must find and return Kip, the elf child, to Alfheim 
in order to get something from Alfheim to take back to the king of Finland and, with luck, restore hope to the kingdom. He also wants to find his father, who he hopes has nothing to do with the kidnapping. It all works out in the end, but probably not in the way you're thinking. After all, Nicholas does get gummed by a troll, discovers his mother visited Alfheim, and that he is named after an Alfin festival. Director Gil Kennan was born on October the 16th, 1976, in London, England. In 1978, Gil's family moved to Tel Aviv, Israel, and then, hopefully sick of the fascist elements infesting the Zionist movement, continued on to Reseda, Los Angeles, California, USA. Gill studied at the University of California and graduated in 2002 with a Master of Fine Arts. Gill's studies were infused by his appreciation of directors Terry Gilliam, Steven Spielberg, David Lynch, Richard Elfman, Lottie Renegar, the big new Rybkidzinski, and Alfred Hitchcock. Gill's graduation thesis was the stop-motion animated short that came to the attention of Robert Zemeckis, who hired Gill to direct Monster House, 2006. Currently, he appears to be involved in developing a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, 2021. Composer Dario Marianelli was born on June the 21st, 1963, in Pisa, Italy. Dario studied music in Florence and England. He became a postgraduate composer at the Guildhall School of Music. In 1997, he graduated from the National Film and Television School in London, England. Dario is associated with the films of Joe Wright. He said, I think one of the hardest things to deal with working as a composer involved in media is an anxiety that comes from being in quite a vulnerable position. Actor Maggie Smith left school at the age of 16 to study acting at the Oxford Playhouse. She made her Broadway debut in 1957. Maggie's early success saw her teamed with Kenneth Williams, but in 1962, Laurence Olivier invited her to join the National Theatre Company. Critic Michael Coveney wrote, They became not enemies, but professional rivals. Never before had anyone been quicker than him, and now it seemed there was a contest. Maggie made her first film in 1956, but only achieved critical notice as the title character in The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie, 1969. She is best known today for her appearances in the Harry Potter series, 2001 to 2011. Hark! The Herald Angels sing because Father Christmas is back. Director, Mick Davis. Director and script, Philippe Martinez. Script, Hannah Davis. David Connolly and Delaine Corcoran. Director of photography, Ross W. Clarkson. Editor, Frederick Fournier. Music, Bruno Brunagno. Actors, Elizabeth Hurley, John Cleese, Kelsey Grammer, Natalie Cox. Chris Marshall, Ray Farron, and Anya Marson. Despite appearances, this is an enjoyable family romp. The best line, however, is, I played the Virgin Mary. You wouldn't believe the people I slept with to get that part. A wealthy family arrives at an ancestral estate. 
The family consists of four bitchy sisters. The estate belongs to the husband of Caroline Christmas, one of the sisters. They are the Christmas Hope family, a detail the script isn't very clear about. Caroline is the micromanaging sister, and she is married to Peter. Joanna has supermodel pretensions and has brought along her current toy boy, Felix. Paulina has been writing her dissertation on the breakup of the Beatles for over a decade and uses it as an excuse not to meet people. The free-spirited Vicky manages to annoy everyone. The principal annoyance is that she has invited their estranged father, James, to the Christmas party. James has had no contact with his daughters for more than 20 years. It has been his brother, John, who has been the father figure. John lives next door to Peter and Caroline. What follows is a character piece with a countdown to Christmas, in which much which was hidden is brought into the light, and everyone's plans get put on the wayside as disaster follows disaster. Director Mick Davis was born on August the 1st, 1961, in Glasgow, Scotland. Mick had severe asthma attacks as a boy. He overcame this condition to become a fitness coach for a Celtic football club. This led to a friendship with singer Rod Stewart. All good things come to an end. Mick ended up moving to Los Angeles to pursue a career as a scriptwriter. It was Rod who introduced him into this culture, or lack thereof, according to your viewpoint. He made his directorial debut in 1999. Director of Photography Ross W. Clarkson was born on January the 11th, 1963, in Brisbane, Australia. Ross is well known for his involvement with action films. He made his first film in 1996 and created a style that non-Hollywood directors loved. And to finish up, one for the record books. A Christmas number one, which ends up doing a Christmas number two. Director and actor, Chris Cottam. Script, Robert Chandler. Script and actor, Karen Self and Giles New. Director of Photography, Catherine Derry. Editor, Gareth McEwan. Music, Guy Chambers. Actors, Elwyn Rion, Helena Zengel, Freda Pinter, Debbie Mazor, Hannah Steele, Eva-Marie Becker, and Marcus Byrne. Beyond the expected twist at the end, mostly caused by the shifting perspectives of the narrative, there is little to distinguish this film from your average rom-com. The meat cute involves puking over his shoes, and let's face it, things can only go up from that. The story is told from three perspectives. Nina is on holiday getting cancer treatment for Christmas. She's not above interfering in the love life of her uncle, Blake, a struggling heavy metal musician. She's a big fan of boy band Five Together. Needless to say, Blake despises them. Nina asks Blake to write her a Christmas song. The subject matter is one Blake has no affinity with whatsoever. He struggles. Man, how he struggles. He gives Nina the result, and she releases it on her YouTube channel. The song comes to the ears of Magana Ray, a U.S. import charged with finding a Christmas song for Five Together, whose career is already starting on a downward spiral. 
Blake refuses to give permission for the song to be recorded unless all the profits go to a cancer charity. This deal is reneged on behind Blake and Magna's backs. In revenge, Magna arranges for Blake to release his own version of his own song to compete against Five Together. They end up finding themselves competing for the number one spot on the Christmas parade. On a side note, Blake should be getting a cut of the profits on the song from Five Together as the author of the song. The weaseling of welching on the deal should be somewhat ameliorated if Blake would just give the song rights to his cancer charity. It was hard for me to become invested in this plot point when it seemed to me half the problem was Blake's own selfishness. Scriptwriter Kieran Self was born in 1971 in Newport, Wales. Kieran studied at the Welsh College of Music and Drama. In 1993, he founded the Mapamundi Theatre to produce classic plays. In 2006, the theatre joined with Theatre Muradin. Kieran is known for his support of young Welsh artists. Short and sweet this episode is, as will be the next two, as I continue the Christmas episodes. For more 2020s love, make your Christmas wish to be a copy of the ebook Movie Chronicles 2020, available from an e-store near you. Don't forget to become a Patreon or Buzzsprout supporter to spread the Christmas cheer in my direction. Next episode, we head to Mexico, Poland, and Scotland to see how it's hanging for Christmas in those countries. Until next time, remember to make sure you haven't mixed poison ivy in with the holly.